Welcome, welcome to the Shy Tea. My name is Janelle, and I'm here with a very special guest, Miss Tracy. How hello, are you today? Hello, hello. Now, this is not the Tracy from the Shy, but we're going to take this. <laughs> you know, this is a very great compromise. <laughs> Although we love Tracy from the Shy, we got Tracy from Buffalo. Yes, ma'am. Hey, boo, how yes, you doing? And she does have her lovely daughter, Zuri, with us today. So we're just <laughs> going to be chilling out, talking about the Shy, and recapping episode three from season six. Let's dive in. Open up the shy with seeing Emmett cleaning the house. Everything is gone. We just have a few boxes left. And Tiffany walks in and she's like, are you trying to get that security deposit? You could clearly see he's trying to get his money back. So Emmett and Tiffany are just, you know, having a conversation. And I'm liking the vibes. They have come a very long way into the space of co-parenting. What did you think about where they were at now compared to where they've been? No, I love it. From? I love it. Like they they truly are just showing an example of what what co-parenting yeah. and blended family should be. Yeah. And they 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 hitting every little point. You go have no rocky roads. But at the end of the day, they there for their kids. So Yeah, I really like to see that. And you don't see that displayed a lot in a lot of TV shows. Right. Um, this is a perfect example of what it can look like. Right. And they're tr- young. Mm-hmm. They're very young. So if they can do it, anybody can do it. Absolutely. We get to see Keisha and Emmett in their new space. And it's looking so nice. You could tell that she's... Um, Took a lot of time with decorating. She's setting up all the thousand pillows that we technically buy all the time. We always find all these damn pillows. But she's setting up and they're getting ready for their housewarming. And Emmett is just letting her know that he got Lamar, his friend, coming over. And Tiffany got her trifling friend, Malaysia. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the house? Like The house was nice. I did. Like, it, was, it was a fit for them, for their little small family. Nothing big. Yeah, it was really cute. I really liked it. So I, I'm curious to see what this housewarming is going to be all about. It's going to be lit. All right, so we're here at Smokey's, and we see a disgruntled customer talking to Kenya. All types of crazy. Who are you talking to? I said the cat. Apparently, he had a large order, and he was supposed to get a text message when it was ready, and he never received that. And things happen. We understand that. But the energy that he came in, talking to Kenya all types of crazy, really had me feeling some type of way. But Papa came in and yes. saved the day. Papa. <laughs> Papa was like, what's the issue? I can assist. And homeboy had the nurse to say, I want an yeah, adult. Like, don't undermine these kids. They at least know a little something. And they Papa is... They some adults. He's the manager on duty. So he pulled out the order book. He realized there was a discrepancy. And he tried to find a solution to solve it, which he did. He did a phenomenal job. He was like, you could have two free sides just to compensate you for the inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And homeboy going to say, a side <laughs> of greens and an apple pie. How you going to make that aside? Now, you know, that's not a side, but Papa used that to his advantage. He's like, okay, if you want the pie, you're going to have to apologize to my colleague here. Mm-hmm. 
this is brownie mm-hmm. points. Brown, um, Papa is really, he's growing into his own show. Right. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot in the season. Because where's all this energy coming mm-hmm. from? Finding himself more. Mm-hmm. So Papa found the solution to um, the issue. And he said, okay, we're going to get this order together. Just take a seat and take a chill pill at this point. Right. The, the man tries to do a half-ass apology, but Papa gets him all the way together. All together. That's my like, apology. It sir. wasn't. It was not. Um, so Papa really came through for Kenya, and I'm sure he got a lot of brownie points in that scene. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see how they continue to unfold. So we see Lene and Jamal sitting at Smokey's, and Jamal is not letting up. He's trying to determine who her boyfriend is. Um, I believe he, I don't know if he really knows his name at this point, but he knows that he's dealing with Duda, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to warn um, Lene that these street niggas is not who you need to deal with. Exactly. From experience. He gave her, he gave her <laughs> You don't want to end up like out because he was locked up. Yeah. You just don't want his little sister to go down that route because he had to leave her. Exactly. And she is insisting that he's just a lookout that is only temporary. And he knows best. He knows that that's just the beginning. He knows for a fact that this is not the end all be all that he's going to get into a lot more trouble if he keeps dealing with Duda. So he tells her to just stay vigilant. And the house from the outside looks dope. Oh, like, yeah. they look like they really came up. And I'm just like, Emmett is about to die for this house. <laughs> they moving on up to the west side, okay? And Keisha and Malaysia are now talking. And she came out the back with 21 questions. And I'm just like, you need to evaluate this, reevaluate friendship. this friendship. Because Exactly. Like, some, some... Some some friendships, you gotta let, let it go. Let, let that friendship go. Because she was asking... She was asking um, how much is rent, who's paying the mortgage, can you trust Emmett, all this extra stuff. And I'm just like, this is not the energy I need in my house, especially after I finished saging. Right. Because why were you able to even walk in? Did it work? (laughs) I don't think it worked. It it did because she got the baby. She's a babysitter. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I didn't even think about that. But she's asking all these questions. And you could tell on Keith's face that she is done with this conversation. Oh, that fr- and the friendship. And the that friendship. Was the, that was the last. Like, I don't think it's going to go much further from here. But we don't need friends like that in our circles. Especially Absolutely. when you're starting something new. You don't need that negative energy attached to it. So Emmett and Lamar are now talking, and I came to the conclusion that men don't like us that much. <laughs> That's what I got <laughs> from this scene. <laughs> because now we see why a lot of men is on a DL. I'm just trying to figure out. This is what this is what men really think about us. Like y'all don't necessarily want to talk I'm to not, us. Not even is it such a task? Him as a man. No, he's definitely not a man. For making that statement, that was a child. He's definitely a hood booger. <laughs> and um, his opinion is just very... He been hurt. Hurt? I don't know who hurt his feelings, but he's very immature. He's mm-hmm. not where they're trying to be mentally, at least. And he's saying that social media pretty much got these men all acting different because it's not even a holiday and they buying flowers and cooking meals. I'm sorry. Where's the... What's wrong with that picture? Ain't nothing wrong. Picture is actually amazing. I mean, cook some meals for me. 
bring me some flowers. Why does it have to be a holiday for me to even receive, receive these things? He really topped it off when he said, we don't even want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> All we want is to eat good, fuck good, and sleep. No. Mm-hmm. This is the last time we're going to see Lamar and Emmett in Keisha's house. I mark my words. I'm sure of it. Malaysia. <laughs> Keisha and Emmett wrap up their conversations with Malaysia and Lamar and Tiff and Rob into the building for the housewarming. Tiff comes to the door and she's like, hey, Keisha, nice car. <laughs> and Tiff said, girl, you got a whole house from this nigga, please. <laughs> But she that that I like that they added that in. Yeah, because their dynamic is different since their their relationship intertwined right. in that way. So it was funny just seeing that and seeing how they move past the awkward phase. Right. So we are at Smokey's and we see Shad sitting at the um bar eating his dark two-piece meal because that's what it just has to be i'm sure it's a two-piece dark and he runs into my sean from ig if y'all remember my sean that is who Emmett was really um looking after for advice last season and trying to be a better man so shod gets his attention and he's like hey i i'm using i'm needing some advice and he's like oh you can cash at me Nah. <laughs> Sean said, listen, I'm low on funds. My Sean said, so then I'm low on advice. <laughs> this is how it is these days. Like, when it comes to you speaking to someone that is maybe strong in a potential topic, you always got to pay them. Like, I get there's a give and take. Right. But if it's two minutes of your time... I could say maybe something, maybe a little guidance, a little tidbit. people is new. They all about them dollars. All about the dollars, and he really played my boy shot. Like, oh, he <laughs> wants some damn advice, and he ain't got enough money for it. My Sean and Shad are just continue to chop it up. Shad is discussing him doing his time for fifteen years and how he's struggling to just get a gig in general, and you could tell he's feeling less of a man because of what he says. When my Sean asked him about his girl being a breadwinner, he said, I ain't no broke nigga. (laughs) (laughs) So you could tell he that's an insecurity of his at this moment. But leave it to my Sean to still leave a nugget for how these men be thinking. (laughs) So he said, we take care of black women for all these years. This is just reparations. They realize that they're both going to Emmett's housewoman party, so they decide to leave together. And we find out how Shad is getting there. He's using Deja's car. Right. So that's what he's doing. He's getting his two-piece dark, (laughs) and he's using his shorty's car. We later find out that she's out of town, so she's not just at work. He's not being like Jody from Baby Boy, just driving around <laughs> her car. I was about to say, I hope he pick her up on time. That's what I was thinking. I Don't have you. her out there like Yvette. <laughs> <laughs> Jada and DeAndre are at the table, and they're making a plate of food, and she's just getting to know who this person is. He introduces himself, and she finds out that he's the realtor, and he's the person responsible for assisting these lovebirds getting a new home in in the West Side. With talking to him, 
she was like, you don't look like a typical realtor. You know, he's not dressed in a typical suit and tie. Mm-hmm. But he also lets her know that, you know, he's I... His people. Right. He's for his people. And nine out of ten times, we talk and dress the same. We right. are the same. As her wheels are turning, because at this point they turn in, she um, really likes his philosophy on how he wants to um, give back to his community. Give back to the community, absolutely. And also, he wants to really have black people have home ownership within our communities as well. So that's what really gets him going. And in that moment, that's when she was like, oh, this is perfect for Tracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's like, are you Total single? Package. He he is. And he's looking like he cleans up nice. He got everything going for himself, according to Jada. So she's like, let me just try to be the wing the wingman for my girl, Tracy. And he is off the market. So next, she was disappointed. Dre and Nina are in the kitchen gifting Keisha and Emmett a dual air fryer. This is a big, you could make two meals at once. Dre is super excited about this gift, apparently. But then she walks away because she sees somebody wearing full designer. Owe her some money. And they owe the money. No, (laughs) run me my money. Exactly. I would have been going right after that person too. So she leaves. And this gives Keisha and Nina a moment to talk. And leave it to Nina. She is the epitome of. Misery loves company. That's the vibes I was getting. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's always so negative. Now, on one hand, I can see where her concerns lie right. as a mom. Right. Because as a mom, we want to ensure that our kids are happy, that they're not being taken advantage of, right. that they're thriving. But you can see that she really is feeling some type of way when um she's talking to her mom because she's like i'm just happy let me be happy at this point she's gonna say if you say so she's always been very she always brings people down like even with kevin that's why he lives by himself at this point right you know she never looks up on the optimistic side it's just always just negative 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 so that really rubbed keisha the wrong way to the point that she just exit stage left and said i'm tired of this how did we get to this point though because kevin is i'm still trying to get used to all of this listen the man said he would be a man now he came into the housewarming and just waved at mom like like like, hey mom yeah i'm just gonna go (laughs) hang over here i'm sorry you're out my house come say hi come come give me a hug like how did you living on your own how you doing mama right so because you live on your own that gives you the ability to ignore me as your mother lamar oh sorry (laughs) we're talking about kevin my bad (laughs) i thought i was talking about my son lamar oh got got a little touchy there so because kevin is waving from a distance nina's really feeling some type of way she doesn't feel like she's needed anymore right from both of them kevin quickly reminds us that he's living alone because he is loading up this plate and maisha as well as (laughs) um lanae are looking at him sideways like leave some for the rest of us right he got all them shrimps just while he's 
finishing making his plate, Lene and Maisha are still talking about um, Bakari at this point. Lene lets them know that Jamal wants to meet Bakari, um, how he doesn't want him dealing, doesn't want her dealing with the street nigga. And Maisha, she's like, well, takes one to know one. <laughs> right. So I think you should listen to his advice because he is a street nigga. He just finished murdering somebody. Right. So maybe he's talking about something he knows. So they're just advising him to advising her to be careful. Yeah. And then the moment happened. Duda entered the room. Mm. We went from smiles and music to just Total silence. Time. You could have heard a whole pin drop. And just to add more cringeworthy material to the scene, not only is he here and people is like, why is he here? But he also has a gift. And he's insisting that he opens this gift right this second, but not in front of people. Right. That scene was just so awkward. I was cringing. And just the look on everybody's faces. So Keisha catches Nook trying to light up in the kitchen. And she lets him know that he got to take this outside. Not in my house. But she already has an attitude with him because they have previous history. I was going to say, I don't know why he's there, but he is Duda's minion. So that's why he's there. Um, so she instructs him to go outside, but Rob does join because he's on a mission. He trying to get that 100,000. Oh, yeah. 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 He trying to get that 100,000. He trying to figure out who killed his uncle. We're in Keisha and Emmett's bedroom. And... Emmett is now opening the lovely gift that Duda gives him. And, of course, Duda's right there behind him so he can see his face. (laughs) Like a proud daddy just waiting to see. But Emmett opens it, and it's a a gun. It's a wrap for Emmett. Now, when when he gave him the gun, if it was from anybody else, I think I would have never felt no type of way. Because I think every man has a right to choose how they're going to defend their family. But with this being forced on him, especially coming from Duda, this is not a good sign. So Emmett is saying he doesn't need it. And of course, Duda is saying every man needs it to protect his family. You never know what you need to protect yourself from. Mm -hmm. And then the little comment of, well, they come after your kids. You see? Duda is a mess. So you know there's going to be a whole bunch of heat coming towards Emmett for whatever reason. So he's trying to get him to stay ready. But I'm not really feeling this. But then when Duda leaves, (laughs) Emmett quickly looks like Martin from Blue Street. (laughs) That's the vibe I was getting. Like, why are you in the mirror? Once, Once he was doing all of this, I was just like, rest in peace, Emmett. Because the Emmett that we know and love, he's gone. Now he's not even the same no more. He's getting too wrapped up into this boss, quote unquote, mentality. And he's not using his mind. No. Everything that he's doing is because of Duda. Right. And his and what Duda says. Right. Nothing is what does Emmett want to do. And this is where the problem starts when you as a man don't decide on your own how you want to protect your family. Because after you playing Martin in the mirror, 
You leave the gun in the dresser. Too expensive. You got kids in this house. Then you got your little one already thinking that he a gangster. EJ. We're going to get back to EJ in a second. (laughs) But you leave it in the dresser. That right there alone had me cringe because we know the kids is in the house. It came in a box. You could have stored it in some other way. Right. But... It just leaves him frantic. He then leaves um, his room and his dad is standing outside and he picks up on the weirdness. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw that Judah wanted him to open the gift. Right. So I don't know if he was trying to see what the gift was and played it off by acting like he's going to the bathroom. I believe he was out that door the whole entire time listening and heard mm. that he had a gun and he knew exactly where he put it at. Mm. I th- Something was up there. Yeah. He and- was listening because he already knows. You know, as a, as a dad, and he don't like that man. Mm-hmm. So Rob and Nuck are now outside, and you could tell that Rob is trying to work on his agenda, but he also is smoking the weed that Cairo provided. What right. did you think about Cairo? I liked him. I want to find a real Cairo in real life. He I, was, I was like, his little philosophy was, was on point. I would say, I would never think, Anything like that. I would, right. I would never, what he, like how he was explaining why this and that. And I was like. I was thoroughly intrigued. I don't have to smoke that stuff, but I want, I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. he has the, he has the smoke. So he lets Nuck taste some and Nuck, you could tell he's impressed as well. Right. But he's trying to see where um, Rob is at because they know that. Tiff and Rob are selling Judas products, right. but they, you know, make it, he made it known that we're no longer se- um, smoking his products, but right. we're still selling it. Right. Um, so, Nuck took this opportunity to say, also, oh, you just holding secrets. And that was a window. It, here that goes the lane. <laughs> Segway. Submission. Who killed my uncle? So, once he, he said that, he's like, I mean, we all have secrets, but... What it? What secrets are you holding? Exactly. Type thing. He's like, well, I keep it a hundred with you all the time. This was really when he he's like, <laughs> when he really was like, oh, so now this is really where I could come in. Right. He then says, um, but you keep it a hundred with everything, excluding my uncle and his death. So what really happened? So Nuck is still insisting that his uncle died because of his previous gambling debts. Right. He's insisting that um, Victor stated that his uncle was taking money from The Rock and Tracy. Mm-hmm. So that caused him to be very upset. Mm-hmm. And that's what supposedly caused his uncle to die. But Rob is looking at him like, nigga, I know you're lying. Right. I know that's not the case. And I just want to know the truth. Once Rob realized that that's not what he's going to get from Nuck. He just was like, I need to leave this conversation. And that's exactly what he did. But you could tell on Nuck's face that he wanted to say more. Right. He wanted to tell him, but he in a bad predicament. If he do, if he do, damned if he do, damned if he don't. Exactly. So the music is flowing. Everybody's greeting each other. They're having a good time. People are dancing, eating. The party's in full effect, and it's going just as planned. Everyone has forgotten that dude is in the room, and they're carrying on with the housewarming party. As we're enjoying ourselves, we see um, EJ and baby Ronnie in a corner, and EJ said, 
stop being a little bitch. Mm. Where, why was Emmett's immediate response to instantly start laughing? You would have laughed? I, I probably would have laughed. You were part of the problem. Because you, <laughs> you would never expect that like that. Because I'm a little bitch. Okay. But you're, in your mind, you you laughing in your mind, but it comes out because you're like, dang, what the fuck? Right. I probably, I probably would have laughed, but then I would have been like, you know what, baby boy, we don't do that. Right. I, I, I get both of their sides because I'm on both. I'm happy there's a yin and a yang yeah. because <laughs> Emmett is cracking up. Keisha is not impressed. She's very much so bothered to the point right. that she pulls him aside and she's like, well, we need to figure this out because if he's talking like that home, he's doing it in school, of course. Chances are he's doing it in school and that's something, that's not a behavior that we need to tolerate. Exactly. And when they asked him, where did he pick up this language from? He was quick to say, in the car with my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Where's mama? So they started talking about how they're going to approach resolving this scenario. And in this moment, I was like, okay, for, this is the first um, conflict that they have to work on resolving mm-hmm. as a co-parenting unit. Um, so since they just now are getting back on good terms, I do like the fact that Emmett said he'll take lead right. um, just to help navigate them through this process victor sees duda in the kitchen and victor can't stand duda anytime that victor is near duda he makes it known that i don't fuck with you and victor is trying to tell duda don't bring emmett in your shit and just like duda will always do he'll remind you of all he did for you in his success um so he's like listen i'm just trying to invest in his career his life and it worked it paid off for you so what's the problem um victor continues to warn him like listen don't blow up this this dude's life remember i I do have an office seat so now he feeling himself at this point too because now he's city council and he feels like he holds a lot of weight when it comes to duda but duda will kill you for less right so i don't know how much weight he actually holds but they do at least agree that they both won't stay out of each other's way right so i'm cool with that stay out of each other's way so there'd be no more problems at this point all right so we're all dancing to the wobble rest in peace to the creator of the wobble he just recently passed away from my understanding um so rest in peace but we're dancing to the wobble everybody's having a good time and i lost it when Shad was doing the wobble. You know, I didn't even see that part. Oh, you got to go back was, and watch. I was trying to look at everybody else because I was like, dang, we not all on the same. No, go back and watch. Like, Shad is giving me, I spent 15 years in prison. <laughs> <laughs> like how he dancing, you could tell he spent time inside. Oh, man. Oh, so I was cracking up when I saw it. But everybody's dancing, having a good time. Emmett is um, talking to Kevin who is sitting on the stairs and he's trying to see how he's enjoying living on his own, mm-hmm. what it's like. And he peeps that Kevin is eyeing Maisha. What did you think about that? Like, I was just all I here for the feels. I was, was like, cute. oh, he's he was, in love. He's, he was all, that should have been 
that was his girl from mm-hmm. the beginning anyway. He was just, they was too young. Yeah. When they originally were trying to start yeah. it out. So he peeps that Kevin is looking at her and he's trying to see if they're getting back together. Kevin is explaining that they're just trying to figure out where they're at at this mm-hmm. point. I think so much time has passed. They have so many intricate pieces. I mean, right. Papa is your boy. Right. Gemma's her manager. But you gotta remember, him and Maisha was together in the beginning. Yeah, I get that, but feelings is gonna get hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you never Especially want problems. to, yeah, you never wanna hurt nobody's feelings in the process. Right. So I think they're really just trying to figure it out, and that's what he tells Emmett. And he's like, this time around is different. I right. really like her. And I like that he's trying to be intentional, but also taking his time so that no one is hurt in the process. But leave it to Emmett to look at Keisha. (laughs) Keisha dancing on the dance floor and he starts, I don't know if he was blowing kisses or whatever he was doing, but we're reminded that that's Kevin's sister. Like, oh, that's gross. I wouldn't want to see nobody looking at my sibling like that. So yeah, I had the same presidents that Kevin does have. We get outside and Bakari is trying to see where his girl is at. Lene is standing outside and she is thinking because there's no other reason that would have me standing outside in this cold without thinking. (laughs) She's thinking (laughs) about what she's going to do. So she tells Bakari that, you know, she doesn't want to date a street nigga. But he also has to remind her, like, you knew what it was when we met. met, So why are you trying to switch up now? She's trying to switch up because her brother's putting that pressure on her, trying to get them to meet. But she also knows that this is not the dude for her. She knows that. She don't want that life. She doesn't want that life. She doesn't want to go down for him. But they're going back and forth. And she storms off because she doesn't want to finish this conversation. And he just keeps saying that this is temporary. We all know it's not. That life ain't temporary. Nothing about it is temporary. The only thing that's guaranteed is that you're either going to jail or you're dying. That's it. Keisha and Fatima were admiring the art that Emmett got Keisha last season from Mm -hmm. Deja's art show. Um, And in the process, Keisha was able to tell Fatima that, you know, she always thought art to be so expensive, Mm -hmm. but she really got to learn the ins and outs through Deja mm-hmm. about different ways that you could obtain certain arts for a cheaper cost. Right. Fatima is going over how she has a love for interior decorating, but mm-hmm. she doesn't necessarily have the expense yes. to really keep up with her hobbies and what she likes. Mm-hmm. We also see Victor watching her in this element i don't think he really seen her you know having girl time right with anyone else um so he sees her in her element keisha and fatima pretty much hit it off at the housewarming they go off to exchange numbers so that Mm -hmm. they could you know do some interior decorating potentially in the future together um i like to see this fatima for fatima because we haven't seen her in this light yeah um we're getting to see the soft side of her the things that she really likes and enjoys the things that keep her going um jada is on one this evening okay we don't even (laughs) see her interacting with her own husband and he's very much so there but jada is on mission find a man for tracy she doesn't even say hello she just said you got any kids (laughs) Just out the gate. Out the gate. You got any kids? 
you got a job? Like, are you single? Like, she's asking uh, 21 questions for Tracy. And this particular guy, he, he don't have any kids. He's not necessarily dating, but he's living that single life. Yeah. It yeah. seems like him and Tracy are on the same path right now. Right. So it can be some sort of friendship that could brew from this if she uh, passes it on. don't look like her type either. That's why I said friendship. Dude will probably kill him for looking at her. <laughs> he probably will. But he I don't see that that's her type, but I think she's just trying so hard to get Tracy a man. Right. But then Darnell comes to save the day. Of course. He says, stop harassing these men in this at this party. And if Tracy is cool with being single, she's cool with being single. Right. Single. If she wants to be alone, let her be alone. Let her enjoy this time. Right. You know, it, we can't just keep determining what other people need. Like, right. if she said this is what she's needing, just let her she live. Want her time. Let her live. So, Darnell saved the day. So, Keisha was putting down one of the kids for bed, and as she was leaving, she was approached by Nuck. And she instantly says the bathroom was across the hall. Like, she's trying to keep it real short, but he's like, no, I really wanted to talk to you. I came here intentionally. Um, so, Nuck uses this opportunity to apologize to Keisha about the night of her kidnapping. And somehow I forgot that their timeline was aligned with the kidnapping because I knew they dated briefly. I just didn't realize the impact that he had on the night that she got kidnapped. So he's pretty much saying, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know what to say. Because why are you waiting now to say it, too? She had a whole kid. Like, she's since moved on. But he didn't know what to say. He didn't know if she wanted to talk to him. But he does feel responsible of not going to get her that night. Because had he he went to pick her up... She wouldn't have been in that situation. She would have never been in that situation. So that was real deep. I was not expecting us to go there. But I think the conversation needed to be had. You could tell that... She released some tension there. Yeah, she forgave she him. She did forgive him. Um, but Emmett walks in and ends the conversation short. But you could tell that's not the end to it's that not. conversation. Like, there's more healing that needs to be had between right. the two. Um, but I completely forgot. I, I was like, too. I forgot that he was there. So, you know, I want to go back and watch. I'm, like, yep, yeah, I, I have to go back and watch <laughs> that reference. So we learned that Shad is missing his woman and her titties. Oh, yeah. First of all, when you're amongst your friends, I don't need you referring to me by my titties. Okay? <laughs> if if you miss me... Don't refer me, to my body at all. Don't refer to my body at all. Just, I miss my girl. I think right. that's good. But <laughs> they always make me laugh in moments like this. So we see Darnell, my Sean, and Shad just chatting it up. Um, but do guys really think that women... When they travel, are just smashing everything in front of them? Is that how? I don't think so. I think okay. insecure ones that's not not used to a woman actually being the breadwinner. Mm. Okay. I can see that because I'm like, I you don't think even thinking that. Know, she out there doing her thing. They I'm just at think, home taking care of the house. They just think we out here just, Darnell said, I hope she not away fucking. <laughs> <laughs> because you got to think that's what he used to do. Oh, yeah. First of all, where's all his other kids? And a baby mom. What? Where's all the other kids and Emmett's kids? Because we only see the two. The one. The two. Is it two? Just two. Because Ronnie's not his. 
just Aunt Little EJ. Oh, see, we got to figure out where these kids are. I guess it's the same babysitter that was watching <laughs> um, the baby in power. <laughs> because they doing all this other stuff. And I'm trying to figure out who watching the baby because the mom wasn't there. But anywho, I'm not, don't let me jump to another show. <laughs> so the time has come for Tiff and Rob and Emmett and Keisha to have a little conversation about what transpired earlier with baby EJ and using the bitch. But again, they repeat what EJ said and Tiff and Rob automatically started laughing too. That part I did was like, damn, they had to laugh. My first initial ended like, dang, really? You know, I apologize. Nah, everybody just laughed. Everybody laughed at this <laughs> except for Keisha. And I guess I'm the only one on Keisha's side because I was yeah. the only one that didn't find it funny. But I could see why people laughed. I could see why. Because you wouldn't expect it from, I mean. Nobody expected that from EJ. So um, Keisha's the only one that does not find this funny. Mm-hmm. And she makes it very clear. Right. Um, her whole body language and demeanor was not of peace. <laughs> that's what I got like she quickly forgot all of which her and Emmett discussed because right. Emmett was supposed to run lead on this and she quickly just rubbed Tiff the wrong way mm-hmm. like the minute she made it seem as if I'm trying to tell you how to parent your child right. that's the second that Tiff um lost it mm-hmm. and you can see rob in the back like he cringed like he was like oh that, that's not the right way not not the right, right path not the right way to go right and that wasn't that wasn't the right angle for keisha but to, i do want to say i did appreciate how rob apologized to keisha yeah that was that was nice I, I he has a lot of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. that has been rubbing off on tiff as well too mm-hmm. so the fact that he acknowledged it because he didn't realize this was going to be a serious conversation. Right. The second she he heard her tone, he mm-hmm. yeah he did quickly was like you know I'm sorry Tiff. Yeah. Okay, and he he got serious with them, but Tiff was not feeling it, and she said we gone. Mm-hmm. She left. So I was like, here we go. You know, but this is to this is to be expected. Right. This is their first challenge that they have that they have to overcome, mm-hmm. and um. It's just the delivery of it all. I think Emmett should have kept talking, less of Keisha. Or y'all also need to establish what's the right way of even talking to each other in this capacity. Like, how do you want that to happen? You know? Bluetooth. (laughs) Mr. Bluetooth put his foot down. Okay. (laughs) Mr. Bluetooth put his foot down terrified for darnell right because don't nobody talk to dude like this right we want you to survive i need you here for jada y'all had all this time i need you here for her mm-hmm. but um darnell calls him a fake ass billy d williams <laughs> <laughs> he darnell be dropping them gems throughout the season like <laughs> if we just get a gym. list together of all his his jabs that he be saying to people i i was cracking up there but he says that if anything happens to my son or his girl or any of these damn kids, yeah, no problem killing him. No problem. And, and, I, I, and I felt that. No, I and he that. meant it. I truly felt like he meant it. Mm-hmm. And you knew he meant it because he took the Bluetooth out. Mm-hmm. He was like, don't you let this Bluetooth, Bluetooth fool you. 
I was here for that scene. Okay, Mr. Bluetooth was shutting it down. He said, <laughs> not my son. Not on my watch. At all. Um, Emmett comes out and he's like, what's this about? And he didn't say anything. He was like, we just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, but Darnell means business. Right. When it comes to his child. But I'm scared. I'm scared for him because anytime somebody does something wrong and do the side sideways. Look what happened to Homeboy with the gun. I'm gonna say he did shoot. He shoot people for fun. (laughs) Lene is chilling in her room and she gets a text from Bakari and he says that he's outside. She rolls her eyes a little bit because she know they're gonna have to finish the conversation Mm -hmm. that they started at the housewarming. But she comes to the door. And here he is with his Cheetos and his trolleys. That's what we call it? Yes. What is that? The best candy in the world. Okay. Like, is it a gummy? Like it's a, a gummy. Candy? It's a sour gummy. Ooh. So almost like the little sour worms in yeah. a way? Oh, yeah. so then I would like that. Yeah. Okay. So he brought that. Listen. He won my heart right there. I'm sorry. Trolleys. But you, no, 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 no. We Look, we are not the same because I'm going to need more than that. Listen, that's, you that's think a, you won't get on my good side because you brought some Charlies and some Cheetos? You bring me some Lay sour cream chips and some Charlies? Dang, that's it. Listen, good to know. Let me write this down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lene, she instantly she's like, "Listen, I'm not trying to go to jail for you." Right. Bakari's like, "You won't," but how can you promise that? You can't. There's nothing about this conversation that you can say to guarantee that I'm not going to get caught up in your mess. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't like. Like, I don't like having the unnecessary conversations Mm -hmm. of things that I know you can't. That you can prevent. Yeah. Like, it's either you're going to stop or not. Right. You just keep giving him room to keep telling you that it's temporary Mm -hmm. and that he's just trying to stack up. I get you like money. Everybody else does. You know, there's other ways to make money. There's other, you could start a damn business. You could do so many other things, but you want to be, do this, um, watch out or his lookout. Mm -hmm. So, um, he doesn't want a corporate job and she's like, well, okay, but you can make other money, but I just want to be happy. That's what I truly desire. And along the lines, that's when Bakari's just like, I'm just surviving. I'm not necessarily happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I could have a relationship with somebody that don't even think they're happy. Right. That's red flag number 3,576. And don't even think outside the box that it's more than life than being in the street. Yeah, that's all he know. And then when he mentioned, when she said, well, my brother wants to meet you, he said the one that killed somebody. Right. How are you going to say that, but you done killed uh, Ronnie? Right, right. Right. Broad daylight at that in front of Smokey. My face was kind of mid sideways. I was like, okay. That's interesting. Lene said something so powerful when she was um, leaning up against that fridge. She said, I do not want to watch you die. Oh. That broke me. Mm-hmm. The fact that you even said that and the fact that he that said, age. yeah, like y'all supposed to be getting ready for college mm-hmm. and this shouldn't be our concern mm-hmm. and there's no way that you could promise that this is not what you're going to do exactly. and I hate that she even asked him to promise that he can't promise that he's going to survive he can't promise that he won't go to jail mm-hmm. the only thing he could take accountability with is leaving the game if he really wanted to be there exactly. and you know and valued you know what his future outcome would be 
he pretty much made a promise that he can't keep. And I think that's going to set the tempo, tempo for the rest of the, the season or just their dynamics alone because we know you can't keep that promise. Mm-hmm. We know you working with Duda. So chances are, I hope you're not in the casket by the end of the season, but I feel like I the words is going to bite him. Bakari, that's my baby. <laughs> Fatima's getting ready for bed, and Victor asks her if she wants to move in. I didn't even think we was here yet. Uh-huh. Like she said, we only been dating a couple months. Exactly, and I'm like, how did we get to this point? I really miss Imani. Yeah, she was a ride or die. Yeah, she definitely was a ride or die. She she kept him on his toes, but Fatima seemed like she she got that that home feeling. That's I think that's what that nurturing. Yeah, yeah, and he already has a weird relationship with his mom, so he Mm -hmm. needs that that nurturing aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, but she has her reservations. They just been only dating for a few months, Mm -hmm. um, but she's like, okay, if I do this, I need a budget so I could spruce up the place. Right, and her touches on. Yeah, spruce up the place, put the touches on, and I'm liking this. I think this is a new chapter that we're going to see unfold between the two as we get to know Fatima more. Mm-hmm. Kenya and Papa are talking at Smokey's right now, and she is, it looks like they're getting ready for the closing shift, but she's very thankful to Papa for sticking up for her with mm-hmm. that disgruntled customer. Right. Um. In this moment, we get to see how much brownie points that Papa actually got right. uh, because she invited him to go bowling. Mm-hmm. And she was against it before right. because they, they do have an age difference, but he really impressed her mm-hmm. with sticking up for her. Baby boy was like, I got to ask my mama. How you go from, I got to ask my mama to fuck that? Yeah. So that, I think, is going <laughs> to bite him in the butt because mm-hmm. you're still in high school. Yeah. You ain't grown. And then you was talking to your father crazy, too. Last week. Yeah, he was. Tiff and Rob are heading home from their lovely housewarming experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're listening to rap music. I can't recall which artist was playing at the time. I have no idea. But EJ is in the back jamming. Okay? Mm-hmm. He is nodding his head. And she looks back and she's like, oh, I don't like how this looks. Mm -hmm. And she quickly turns the stereo to some different sort of music. But in that moment is where she grasped what everyone was saying. But in that moment, I also was like, okay, there's hope. Right. To find the silver lining between Mm -hmm. the conflict between the other co-parents that's involved. Right. You could see how powerful that music can impact your child just exactly. by how he's reacting. And the second she turned it off, he looked a little sad. Right. <laughs> but we do have to control our environment right. and the kids' environment of what they listen to. Because yes, kids is they're gonna hear these curse words, but they're gonna feel okay to use it if you're just exactly. going around using it left and right. So I like that scene. It was very powerful without words because they uh-huh. said nothing. Yeah. And then Rob looked at her and... Said, That's my baby. That's my boo girl. You learning. <laughs> because she... Before she met Rob, though, she was on the 10 and he mm-hmm. brought her she down. Was a like ghetto, ghetto mess. She's still a mess. Yeah. But she calmed she's calmed bit. down tremendously. So... A scene without words was still just yeah. very much so powerful. powerful. It was. Mm-hmm. So we're closing up the night. Mm-hmm. Keisha mm-hmm. is now getting ready for bed. And remember how I opened up season six, episode one recap? 
there was a trend on that particular episode. And this one, it looks like everyone, we got to see their um, end of night routine. Everyone's getting ready to lay down. But Emmett and, and Keisha are talking and Emmett apologized on behalf of Tiff. Keisha accepts the apology, but she's also, she's not in the space of being upset, which is good. She's in the space of, listen, I really want us to find a better way to do this. Like she doesn't want the tension. She's still just saying, you know, we're going to find it. It's going to take some time, but she does accept the apology. So they get in bed and they're reflecting over Lamar and Malaysia and how that outcome was. They realize everybody can go where you go that part that that i, I enjoyed that part they always put the nuggets in mm-hmm. go ahead drop the gem in that moment i was just like yes mm-hmm. this is true everyone can't go with you and i liked how they displayed that on the show right. so you can see prime examples you got malaysia asking all these questions on one side you got lamar still acting like he's in high school and at some point we have to look at our friends and determine okay who's staying who has to go right we definitely can't take everyone with us especially with the growth that they're trying to Mm -hmm. to um continue having Emmett asks Keisha about her and Nuck's conversation. So I wonder how long he was thinking about this. <laughs> he was waiting. He was, was waiting the for the opportunity. <laughs> he was like, wait, what you and Nuck was talking about? And she was like, nothing. He's like, oh, are you trying? Is he trying to get back with you? No. They had a brief conversation, but leave it to Keisha. They love, everybody loved just putting it on to the right. next. Asking another, yeah, tit for tat. There's no finishing the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, what about you? You want to ask about me right. and Nuck? What about you and Duda? Which were, what were y'all talking about? And Emmett is trying to play it off at this point. Cigars. I mean, everybody saw that you had a gift. Everybody saw that this has to be something big that you couldn't open in front of people. Right. And you want me to believe it's cigars? No. Mm-mm. As they're talking, Keisha just brushes him off because she's like, I know it wasn't no damn cigars. Exactly. But the truth is going to come out. So I think that's where she's at. Like, the truth is going to come out. I'm not going to dwell on it right in this moment. Mm-hmm. But Emmett goes to put his phone in the dresser. And he realizes the gun is gone. Mm. Man, I almost had a heart attack. Damn, they did. Mm-hmm. Searching through the whole house. Not even all he, he didn't even go, go that far. Well, he just went to the bathroom. And then how do you try to even lay down calmly after that? Right. And for uh, her not to continue to ask questions and keep saying nothing. Something that something startled you from opening up that drawer to going searching in the house. I need to know what you what you looking for. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm going to bed after you was just frantic. Right. And me still not having no further conversation about right. it i guess we're going to see the outcomes of what happened you know they probably take up from i hope so them. i was i was asking questions i got so many questions and he wasn't answering me at all <laughs> you text him i did i didn't get a response <laughs> jacob let us know let us know what the script says jacob <laughs> we are accepting interviews <laughs> so that was the episode we saw a lot in Episode three, we partied, we had a good time. 
But what's your thoughts on um, the rest of the season or what you think is going to happen next? What's your predictions? Let's start with Rob. What's your predictions for Rob? He going to get down to the bottom of it. He going to figure out that it was Duda. He's going to try to figure out how to get Duda out. You think he going to kill him himself? Somebody is. Mm-hmm. I don't know who. Because <laughs> everybody want him out. Right. But somebody going to take Duda out. And that's going to be the end of it. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on Kenya and the rest of the season? I think something's up with her. Something's up with her. Something. Her or her demeanor is, is something off about her. And it's, it's sneaky. It mm-hmm. gives me that sneaky vibe. She up to something. Yeah. Especially with Papa. Like, I hope... Because what I was thinking, I was like, okay, when they were talking as she was dropping him home. Mm-hmm. That's where it's, that's what I saw. And he head. found out who the father is. Mm-hmm. I was like, it sounds like she's far away from home mm-hmm. to where Smokey, Smokey's is. So I, I don't know if I was thinking too far there, but I was like, was she, who sent her here mm-hmm. to work? Like, why here out of all places? Who sent you? I'm just curious to see. I think I'm thinking way too much into it. I don't know. No, she up to something. Yeah, she it's got clear. Something up her sleeve, yeah, and it has something to do with her father. Mm. Because as soon as he mentioned her father, she was like, "Yeah, I know." I gotta watch again, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other predictions? Anything big that stands out to you? But I think Bakari, I really think that he go try to figure something out. What to leave the game? Yeah. You think so? I do. I think he ten toes down. I don't think so. Just because from the scene from the second episode where Duda was like, you work for me. He was like, but I live with him. And then when his father was like, you a part of the family now, son. <laughs> <laughs> he he felt, he was like, and that's what he was looking for. His face was like. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't have yeah, he family. Like, okay. Yeah. I can see that too. But yeah. also... He's I can gonna, see. He's probably gonna be the one to take Duda out. You well, he took out um Ronnie. But well, Ronnie, you was a. He had a was, reason for that. Yeah, but Ronnie, you was a, you wasn't a. Sorry, say yeah, he. Was, well, but I think Duda got power. So now that you say that about um, Bakari, I can say that I think um, Lene's gonna get into some mess because of it. I don't think she's gonna be ten toes down, but I think it's gonna be like a ripple effect between Jamal mm-hmm. and Bakari. Like mm-hmm. something's gonna happen. I think she's gonna get caught up some way somehow. Yeah. But that's really it. So that was episode three of the Shy. Tell me what you thought and give my guests a round of applause. <laughs> thank, thank you, you thank so you. much. I- you guys could follow her on Instagram. Let us know what your Instagram is, girl. It's Tracy1345, and that's T-R-A-C-E-Y-1345. All right, and you know, as always, you could follow me on IG at I'm underscore that underscore dope Facebook, Janelle Renee, but you'll see that tagged all the way at the bottom of this episode, and I just want y'all to chime in. Let us know your thoughts, your predictions, what you think is going to happen for the rest of the season. Let's chat.